Hi, everyone. I hope you are well and healthy. Thank you for listening to another installment of Filming You In. We've got another flashback episode for you today. Last year, Juliet and I got together with our close friend Mark, and we discussed a true gem of a film called That Thing You Do. Before we get into the episode, I'm joined right now with Juliet. How are you doing? I am doing okay. As good as uh, we can be. I am doing okay. Okay. Uh, Juliet, it's been one year since we did this recording. Um, Looking back at that, um, are you excited to finally show this to people? Yeah. um, Delays due to uh, scheduling, I would call it. And also, we did have a lot of fun when we were recording this. It is a fun movie uh, with a lot of catchy tunes, and we were joined by our musician friend, Mark. So it was certainly an adventure. Um, So it, it, it took a little longer. Yeah, and that... That thing you do, you know, the reason we picked it originally uh, to record is kind of that ultimate, oh, yeah, I remember that movie, movie. Um, <laughs> so it was, that's when it came about was just simply, I was just thinking about this other day and we watched it and I think, you know, we hope everyone else, it's a, it's a fun rewatch. Yeah, I think a lot of people have recently rewatched it because the the cast, the four, four main guys, Tom Everett Scott, Jonathan Sheck. Ethan Embry and Steve Zahn, they all got together via Zoom or FaceTime and they did a, a like live stream rewatch together where they watched The Wonders and That Thing You Do. And I also heard that they did get shot down because they didn't have the copyright <laughs> to uh, play their own movie it that did they get started. Pulled. Um, I think it might be back up by now. I'm not sure. Uh, but pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Those cool dudes. <laughs> Those cool dudes. This movie starring these cool dudes. Uh, before we play this episode of Filming You In that we've already previously recorded, um, Juliet and I just kind of wanted to discuss a little bit. A lot has changed in the world since we last recorded this. So, yes, um, particularly with people surrounding this movie, a lot has happened. So, of course, when uh, I guess not when the coronavirus was first happening, because who knows when that really was first right. happening. But when things really heated up, I believe, was when Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, announced that they both have the coronavirus. Yeah, well, America's favorite couple uh, gets it. It makes it real. Yeah, America's second favorite couple, because we're, we're the first. Oh, that's true. The coronavirus has affected Tom Hanks. Maybe we should start taking this a little bit more seriously. <laughs> it literally was. People were saying, oh, my God, now we get it. It's hurting America's dad. And, of course, Tom Hanks. This is his directorial debut. Mm -hmm. He wrote this movie. He also stars in this film. Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks is that thing you do. And it feels now is, if there ever was a time, the most appropriate time to finally uh, play this recording for everyone. But also one more thing that we want to note that's corona-related. The founding member of Fountain's Wayne, Adam Schlesinger, um, sadly passed away due to complications from the coronavirus. And uh, Juliet, as you know, um, Adam wrote the title song for this movie yeah. called That Thing You he Do. He wrote That Thing You Do. He's not only the founding member of Fountains of Wayne, but he also singer, songwriter, record producer. Yeah, definitely had an amazing body of work. 52 is way too young. Uh, we just felt that it was appropriate to mention Tom Hanks and Adam Schlesinger before we play this recording due to the impact that coronavirus has had on this world. And this was recorded a year ago, so it was before any of that, and we weren't even thinking about anything when we were recording this first. Yeah, and it's crazy. Just a year ago today... To, like this isn't even on our radar right. of something to talk about. Something that and, would be anything to talk about. Yeah, where uh, if we would record this now, 
definitely would be all we would talk about. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we're both staying healthy, though, during this pandemic, and we hope everyone else listening is as well. We feel very fortunate that we're able to share these past episodes, new and old. A bunch of new more content coming out while everyone stays safe during this quarantine. Anything else you'd like to add, Juliet? Enjoy and try to keep up with us. <laughs> Sounds good. And thank you all for listening. Hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. And enjoy this recording that Juliet, Mark, and I did of That Thing You Do. Are we rolling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sound. I'll sound. Speed! All right, guys. All right, one take. All right, mark it. All right, action. Like film, that's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Film and You Win Show. I like movies, big, big movies, big movies. Floating pictures, it's so great. Movies. So join us, everybody. For the Oh, hello, all you people out there. It is the Filming You In show podcast. We're doing that thing we do. Um, <laughs> my name is Max, and I am joined with my two pals. Juliet, how are hello. you doing? Hello, I'm good. And we got Mark. Hello. How's it going? So we're, we're back again. We've watched a, a classic movie. Uh, this is like, what, 23 years old this movie now i would almost say it's a cult classic it's a cult classic at this point but it's also like uh one of those movies where you say oh that thing you do oh yeah that one yeah so it it isn't at that i watch it once a year cult classic yet but it's at that um i watched this and really enjoyed it yes what's that movie up to these days (laughs) are they on facebook you know, kind of one of those things. Uh, Are the Oneaters going on tour, like a like a legacy tour anytime Ooh. soon? I think that thing you do had kids, and uh, I have, I, we lost touch. I haven't seen it recently, uh, but we watched it recently. Both yes. versions, extended cut and theatrical cut. Yeah, with um, big difference. We watched the movie That Thing You Do. Tom Hanks, recently up to this point, uh, before 1996, he was in Philadelphia, Apollo 13, uh, Sleepless in Seattle. He was the voice of Woody in Toy Story 1. Was Apollo 13 released in 1996 as well? I think, or was it um, I have to pull it up. I think Apollo 13 was 1995. Was Tom so, Hanks like a really good actor? Yeah, and he still is. <laughs> I mean, it's funny how we say, uh, man, Tom Hanks was on a wild run. I mean, I think he still is. I don't think it stopped. <laughs> I, I think uh, Tom Hanks is just, he's just uh, like, like Limp Bizkit. He's just like rolling, 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 rolling. What? It's going to break stuff tonight, dude. That's what Tom Hanks is I'm gonna doing. I'm going to break your movie tonight um <laughs> no okay so here's a little breakdown uh looks like 92 he did a league of their own 93 he did sleepless in seattle 93 he also did philadelphia 94 he did forrest gump 95 he did apollo 13 95 he did toy story and then 96 that thing you do which was the writer director and uh one of the main supporting stars man. support a very good supporting actor of course mm-hmm. he played mr white that thing you do, uh, Charlie's Theron was kind of new to the scene in this movie. There's also um, Tom Everett Scott. Yes. Um, we got Liv Tyler, Ethan Embry, Steve Zahn. Liv Tyler and Ethan Embry, both from Empire Records. Exactly. Yes. So Empire Records, a couple years before that, they're reunited in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, am I missing anything? Uh, Jonathan Check. I mean, overall, though, uh, I think this movie kind of nailed um, a lot of certain aspects, and it was fun. The song is very catchy. 
It's amazing. Um, it's a great song. After watching this movie, I've definitely played this song way too many times that I'd like to admit in my car. It's great. <laughs> you said you were playing it at work on your breaks? Yeah, I was listening to the soundtrack on my break, and then I would be whistling it like while I was working, and people would be like, is that, are you doing the stuff from that thing you do and or that thing you do? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you. Everyone has seen this movie for the most part or has heard of it. Yes. I think this is the first soundtrack that I ever bought before actually seeing the movie. Same. Yeah. And what was cool about the soundtrack is that like they did wonders with wonders with the uh, packaging uh, because like when you opened it up, it looked like a Playtone vinyl. Like and it had like the little Playtone thing and like you would I would hold the CD and be like, it's a record. (laughs) We got a record. record, It's a record. He's like, you got to hold it. Run that was a direct quote from uh, Steve Zahn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Look, and even, even in the, the the CD that they released themselves, like, they actually had, like, kind of to add this, like, mythology yeah. of this uh, fake band, The Wonders, mm-hmm. um, like, information about these characters in the band. So, like, even when you got the actual CD when they released it, um, it just, it was really fun. It was almost like you had to think for a second, is... The the Wonders, a real band, and I'm missing something here? Well, it's funny because some of the other bands that are on there are, um, like, The Herdsman is actually the band that Jimmy joins at the end to get Gold Records in. So two of the songs that are on there are by The Herdsman. They added to that mythology of this story, and they even brought it into, like, a record. And uh, I I think that's what is ultimately the charm of this movie. It's... um, it's like the J.R.R. Tolkien, like, Cimmerillion. I think this movie... It was a charming movie. I think that's the... The charm of this movie is that it's a charming movie. I think yeah. it's a great I, movie. I think it's very charming. I think it's like very like funny, mm-hmm. um, very originally funny. Uh, yeah. Steve Zahn, we'll talk about him forever um, on fire in this movie, uh, but it's got some good wit, and um, yeah, the music's great. I kind of feel like I'm watching this rock biopic pick, but it's not. It's it's uh, fiction. Yeah. <laughs> so but, well, and uh, and you want like there's no one in this movie that you don't like. Like, you yeah. want everyone, even Jimmy, even though he's, you know, kind of a dick the whole time, and it's just like, would you just have a good time? Yeah. Like, you just you, want him to enjoy you himself. Want, well, you want everyone to be, like, you hope everyone is okay. Like, you want yeah. Guy <laughs> and Faye to end up together. You want um, uh, Lenny to do whatever. Just be Lenny. You know, like, just, <laughs> hope, just don't die somewhere. Yeah, um, exactly. And then you want the bass player, <laughs> TV player, to, like, work work it out somehow. I want, I want him to yeah. live his dreams. And All then right. Jimmy is successful, and I'm, I yeah. imagine that he is just living alone in a shack somewhere, just like like he's like Je- he's like Jeff Lynne of ELO, <laughs> just like I'm in Switzerland. I'm just gonna do this for two weeks. Well, we do find out at the very end that he became a successful record producer. But I think that's that's another like testament to like how likable these characters are. Because I'm happy that Jimmy became the successful record producer because at the end of the day, he was really passionate about the music. He's like, kind of yeah, a genius. He was kind of being a prick. But he wrote the song. He had a vision. He yeah. had a vision. He wanted to be an artist, and he got to be an artist right. later. So I think we're giving away too much. There might be people out here that are 23 years too late and have not seen that thing you do. I'm ready to get into the film Focus, though, and I think we are ready for this. Yeah, there will be spoilers uh, about a fake band. Um, you might learn a little bit too much about their music. If you haven't already seen this movie, I recommend that you stop right now and see it on Vudu or Amazon or borrow a friend's DVD. Yeah. Or just watch it on vinyl, like whatever. Yeah, just just, just listen to it. (laughs) Right, but spoiling movies is that thing we do. Ooh! Ooh. Filming you in. We're going to go into our (laughs) film focus now, Uh, That Thing You Do. 
Hey, hey, Hocus Pocus, it's the film Focus. That thing you do. From 1996, we establish who's in it. We establish who wrote, directed it. Uh, first, first ever for Tom Hanks to be the writer-director. This is mm-hmm. kind of his passion project. It's his passion project, and also... Um, each one of the characters is like an extension of his personality yeah. as well. Yeah, I would agree to that. Yeah. Um, do you want to elaborate a little bit just from your takeaways? Well, he said that when he was writing this, it t- he, it took him about, it said uh, like three months to like really come up with it and like test it. And when he was coming up with it, he, he turned like each one of the characters, like the main characters is a part of him. Uh, and the main part of him is Sketch, um, the drummer. Um, who would have been played by Tom Hanks if he was younger. Yeah, um, I was going to save this for trivia, but let's just uh, unleash it now. Um, Tom Hanks almost didn't cast uh, Tom Everett Scott because he looked too much like a young version of him. But then his wife, who's also in this movie, Rita Wilson, convinced him to do it, said he's cute, he would work for the movie. And a joke obviously that, she thinks he's cute. Obviously, they had some chemistry in that scene. They sure did, especially in the deleted Rita, scene Rita, later. Rita Wilson was cute in this movie too. Yeah, but the joke was on set. They called him uh, Junior Tom mm-hmm. or uh, Tom Junior. I actually wrote I feel it down. Like my Tom Junior sounds more. Colin. <laughs> Colin Junior, Hanks. Junior Tom. Also in the movie Ground Orange Control County. Control to Junior Tom. <laughs> But he did cast him. So he, he is our protagonist. That's safe mm-hmm. to say, right? Uh, Guy uh, Patterson. Guy yeah. Patterson. So our story is about Guy Patterson. He's a young man who works in his dad's appliance store. Mm-hmm. Um, Patterson's. Yeah. The Patterson's you know, appliance the store. Because the, the light is always on. on. The guy always leaves um, the light on. His dad always has to come turn it off. But he, The worst. <laughs> but of course Guy does not have aspirations <laughs> to work in an appliance store. He is a drummer. He practices mm-hmm. drumming every single night. He loves jazz music and he has aspirations for something more than the appliance life. Crazy. Um, he joins a young rock band after the drummer uh, breaks his arm at a freak accident uh, mm-hmm. involving um, a parking meter. Played yeah. by Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> Giovanni Ribisi. his career, I yeah. would say. Um, he, was just, like, he was just trying to hop over a meter. I know. It was a little bit before The Other Sister, which is Max's favorite <laughs> Giovanni Ribisi movie. Don't get me started with The Other Sister. Anyways, and then the band, of course, um, they're, they're a hit after one of their shows. They have a hit song, That Thing You Do. Mm-hmm. And uh, they basically just go up the billboards, go on tour. They make it onto television. But then, of course, the band falls fate to the one-hit wonder label. And it's kind of like a, a tale of what was going on with American bands trying to cement themselves into the rock and roll nature during the British invasion. Of course, the Beatles, um, there's a lot of comparisons for the wonders of the Beatles that we can get into later. But let's start from the top. We meet Guy Patterson working at his dad appliance store. We said it's called Patterson's, but he's not really into it. In Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah, we're in Erie, Pennsylvania, which we noted is actually in Orange, uh, California, where it was. Orange uh, County. Yeah. Orange County. And um, Jack Black movie. Great movie. Yeah, great movie. Um, Also, Colin Hanks. Maybe so there's a cross oh, here. We'll figure it out. Hey, we'll figure right, it out. Maybe. That was a good one. That's, that's, that's a little gem. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Guy Patterson. Um, he keeps leaving the light on at the appliance store, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. Is he a good employee? So, probably a terrible employee. Uh, probably. Really, really I think what he definitely. does, it seems like you don't really get context on what Guy's job is there. He just right. sort of, like, like, the whole family works there. Like, his sister works there. 
mom works there, dad works there. And Guy seems to always just be there eating, drinking, and then he shuts down the shop early. Like, it's one of the first things. And then he goes in the basement of the shop and plays drums, which is, and I'm pretty sure he's, like, drinking, which is why he forgets to turn the light off. I'm pretty sure. You think he's a, he's a drinker? Well, a little bit, because he goes home and calls Charlize Theron, which is his girlfriend. Right. And right. he is just kind of drunk on the phone talking to her. I, I don't know if we uh, know the character enough that he's, like, uh, an alcoholic. I, I just I think it's more of, like, he's just kind of, like, he's not into this. It's musician this. Like, life. Yeah, he's, he wants... He's small town. He likes to play. Like, he he's, wants to listen. Course. He wants to listen yeah. to Del Paxton. He he's wants to artist. play drums. He doesn't care yeah. about uh, dad's, uh, you know, failing, one would argue, appliance store. It's, like, a local appliance store, and there's, like, a bigger appliance store it's out Sears. there. Yeah, there's like a Sears kind of store. It's open on Sundays. It's open on Sundays. <laughs> so, um, I don't think I want to live in a world where you have to stay open to do business on Sundays. We don't, let's put that paper away. Yeah, we let's don't just, really, let's just put that let's paper just put down. Let's just, just put that, put that down. down. We don't really get a chance to get to know Guy's mom that well. But, but she's great. Her moments that she's in it is great. There's there's moments throughout this movie um, where, like, yeah, that paper scene, she's like, you want me to throw out the paper? Yeah, I don't need to she's look like, at this yeah, anymore. We'll put that away. Um, she's kind of just playing an organ before. Oh, and like, um, that's more in the extended version where they really hang His on to the organ playing. Too. That's where Guy gets it. Like, yeah. Sister, that's sister where we found wasn't even getting paid. I know. Sister was just a uh, forced manual <laughs> labor. She, she, she was always, Does that was mean just, you're going to pay me? Other, no. other than Giovanna Rabisi, like getting to know him, she was always just like on camera, just like, mm. yeah. <laughs> like oh, this is my life. Um, yeah, because there's that point where Guy quits to go on tour with the Wonders. Mm-hmm. She goes, does that mean I get to get paid? He's like, oh, don't, you know. you're. Let's not start that. Um, so, but I mean, I guess she's getting like a free house and she's in high school. She's in high dance. school, so she should. Um, dad's kind of a, a grump. Um, yeah. We kind of had, when we were watching this, you kind of don't like the dad. Well, I kind of just think the dad's a little just tired and overworked. His, his store's not doing well, so. Yeah, I guess like when I first watched it, I, I didn't really, I was so focused on the music and the cute boys, I didn't notice the dad. And now I'm 23 years older and I'm noticing that like the dad's having some issues. He's real mad. Well, it's, it's interesting because I've always liked the dad because I saw this movie with my dad. Also, this is my dad's favorite movie. <laughs> Like, he loves this movie. And I saw this in 1996 in theaters with him, and he loved the dad. He was like, hell yeah, I know that guy. (laughs) And so, like, every time I see him, I always just think about my dad just, like, laughing his ass off and just him being pissed at Guy. (laughs) I do actually have memories with my dad as well. I'm not that specific, but, like, enjoying this movie as well. I think my dad liked the O'Neater joke Mm -hmm. and... uh, fact that uh, Tina is always getting uh, dentist work done. Yeah. yeah. Just, I think my just dad just going to be like all day Your dad was just dentist. sleeping. My dad just fell asleep. He's he like, always I, falls asleep in these movies. He woke up by the credits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a good song. Yeah. So this uh, this is a dad's dad. This dad. Yeah. He is a dad's dad. <laughs> that was a good, good sentence. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dad's dad. This he's dad upset is because dad. Guy isn't taking uh, this dad responsibility hates. of the store seriously. Uh, but they're getting no customers. <laughs> And I agree with the dad, like, Guy doesn't really seem to care. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, well, I mean, that's what you're doing. You might as well help your dad out a little bit, you know? It's like, Guy, the He's washing machine. He's like, oh, this is a great <laughs> washing machine. Um, but this face it, like, a kid's lemonade stand is beating dad's business at this point. Yeah. Uh, business isn't going well no. at all. Um, but uh, one day, you know, Guy, before he starts work, he gets breakfast and he runs into a band that has a notebook full of names. 
and they're just trying to come up with that name. A and of good course, looking group of kids. Of course, that's where well, we meet. Also, Guy, like to add to his mythos, like he's eating alone, like at the bar, and yeah. and like Lenny comes up to him, like they're that's like true, that's they like true. see so, him, well, and he's just like, well, then together. there's you know there's Sketch over there, like maybe you know like. He's sort of a mysterious guy just eating at the thing, and then they, they sort of loop him into their thing. I, okay, so I gotta stop you really quick. I gotta ask, because this is something that's bothered me. Only Lenny calls him Sketch, mm-hmm. because you said he, they used to be in a band together. Yeah, they were in a band together, and I, I guess that was his band nickname. Is there. that a, is that a, right, I gotta ask, is that a good nickname? I don't know what about it. It's not like offensive or anything. It's just also kind of for me a boring. Is it sketch or sketch? Is that like a drummy thing? He references it a lot. It's only Lenny, and I'm just like. It's in the credits too. He's Guy Sketch Patterson. Yeah. So I I don't know about this nickname. I kind of like it, but I think it has to do with uh, like a needle on a record skipping. I think that that's a term for it. Honestly, that's what I think it is. Interesting. Um, It could be a drummy thing too. Interesting. If you're listening out there and you know what the term is, and I'm wrong, please tweet at us. Tweet, tweet at us. us. Filming you in and pictures also, and also, of what you're doing, uh, that thing that you're doing right now. What, what, that thing you do. What yeah. are they saying? Drinking games like community, social, <laughs> social. Sorry, oh, it's been a while. Waterfall. I was in college last week. Um, God, so. I we see this band, and then you know, guy. We we see that he used to be in a uh, a band with one of them. He still plays drums. Lenny invites him to go see the show. Of course, the band at this point it's uh, Jimmy, played by Jonathan Sheck. Is it? Am I doing Sheck? It? Sheck. Um, Lenny is, um, <laughs> is is Steve Zahn. Um, we have the bass player, otherwise known as TB, TB player. player. That's what he's in the credits as. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was just like, what, like. No, like they <laughs> fucked up. They wrote it wrong. He has a name. I know him. I know. I got to know him. Give him a name. <laughs> Ethan Embry does not have a name in this movie. He is uh, referred to as the bass player. Yeah, yes. and and he's credited as TB player. Oh, so good. Um, Ethan Embry was. Uh, you needed him in all your teen nineties yeah. movies. Um, also was a, was a, a Scott, um, a Chevy Chase's son in Vegas Vacation. Yes. yes. As well. Yes. And he, he did a... Oh, sorry. Why didn't Scott? And in, in Vegas Vacation. In yeah. Vegas Vacation. He no, was but he was, he was in that... Um, uh, that, was, that was his follow-up to that thing he did. He did Vegas Vacation yeah. um, right after mm-hmm. uh, this movie. So Ethan Emery's hot right now. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, of dude. course, they have Giovanni Ribisi, who is their drummer, Chad. Also in Saving Private Ryan. Um, mm-hmm. And they have a big show coming up where they're just going to play one song. It's like kind of like a... It's slow. a battle of bands. Battle of bands. Yeah. And they're like a ballad band. And Jimmy's yeah. like... Jimmy, at this point, is... You're just getting to know him a little bit. Um, of course, he has his girlfriend, um, Faye. Faye, played by Liv Tyler. Mm. Um, she's with them. She's kind of like their... Classic Liv. Um, you know, Jimmy's girlfriend slash like she's just kind of like a big supporter of the band. She's like their mascot. She just basically puts up with Jimmy. He's just always yeah. just like mm, because she's more well, he's she's a, more he than a groupie. Love songs. He writes love songs, and she's supposed to be his inspiration like muse or in something. Her head. Yes. Yeah, and but you already got a sense of Jimmy of he doesn't deserve. Her. He he has to get well. You already know the movie's going to take you in that direction, but also just for the band, everything with him is about. Um, well, it's a song I wrote, mm-hmm. or it's this, uh, is it, this is my song. This is my band. Like mm-hmm. it's very much like it's Jimmy and then the rest of them, right? Um, because that's well, the kind of artist that Jimmy is. Yeah, even at the um, beginning-ish of the movie, when he's talking about my song, I wrote this song, and Steve Zahn's like, ah, "Did you?" And he's like, "Sorry, we wrote this song." So even like 
Lenny's kind of like well, because, nudging him, like, no, 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 because this is our song. Lenny's because, got the chops too. Yeah, yeah. Lenny sings as well. Uh, they definitely he's the lead, have. He's a lead guitar player. Yeah, they have yeah. talent, but they've established that Chad is kind of a, the weakest link as well as the drummer. Um, but and Guy Patterson, like, sketch. His name um, is Chad. If you're Chad, it's like you're eh, Chad. fucking Chad. He well, sort of you know, just hits the yeah. drums, I guess. The thing is with <laughs> we'll this, talk about this off The thing is with this for, band, for the though, they're not podcast. really established at this point, and Jimmy's <laughs> kind of acting like they're like they don't even have a name still. Like they're still like can't come up right. with a name. Because, of course, they're trying to, like, one of the many Beatle references is they're trying to have a name similar to the Beatles, where the Beatles are called the Beatles, but it's Beat instead mm-hmm. of the B-E-E-T. So you see this notebook with all these different kind of names playing on stuff. Like, they talk, oh, I think look, it's... It's the Wonders. Yeah, <laughs> the Wonders. Um, it says Oneaters. But before that, like, the first thing that you hear him is, they're like, how about we're the Chord Vets? Yeah. And he's like, how about the Chord Vets? Like, the chords and he's like, in our like, chords, like, in our guitars. Like, nah. And it's he's like, like, so, he's like, no, I get it. Yeah, so like Jimmy is just like that that pure artist. Like, no, everything needs to, like, I need to have my stamp on this. Yeah. Or I, it needs well, to be like, Well, you see Herdman written really big on that right. page, too. Which is like, he yeah. He sees the logo. Like, mm-hmm. he sees the full, like, oh, he yeah. sees the, like, the he bass drum. Vision. Lenny, Chad yeah. is just kind of happy to be here. The bass player's <laughs> ready to go to the army mm-hmm. in the fall. Uh, Lenny's just kind of having a good time, and Liv Tyler's just like infatuated with Jimmy. Liv and Tyler's just like this Jimmy, is the man Jimmy's she's the gonna one marry. like it's it, like if it was up to Jimmy, he would be just his solo artist. Liv Tyler yeah. just wants to um, send letters and kisses. run through the streets yeah. and, and sing kisses. his songs. But, but Guy yeah. Patterson has got that mystery to him that like, we just kind of know that he's kind of the missing link. He's like the actual like true like talent. Mm. Um, and then of course a freak accident happens where the bass player is. Um, Trying to get taught by Chad of how to jump over parking meters while they're kind of going, still going over band names and for army stuff. He's trying to learn how to do army stuff. Also, it's Erie, Pennsylvania. What else are you going to do in the sixties? I would love if that's part of boot camp in the army, <laughs> where you have to jump meters. over parking meters. Yeah, you just have to like frog leap over things. <laughs> you, you see them, you see them climbing the rope. They're like crawling in the mud under like the the wires and stuff like you do these, that in battle they, 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 <laughs> they, they climb over the big wall then it's like okay time like, to leave have you ever played these... mario you have to frog leap over giant bullets <laughs> with a, faces constantly it's a new olympic sport now it's like all right and now the hundred meter parker meter <laughs> <laughs> wait what what <laughs> The 100, 100 meter, meter parking meter. I realized to say a 100 meter parking meter uh, does not flow off the, no. the tongue. It doesn't have a good We should roll. write that song. The 100 meter parking meter. 100 meter parking later. But Chad, okay, so. <laughs> See ya. All right, all right enough about uh, my great sport ideas. Um, You're just great at talking. Chad broke his arm. Chad broke his he arm. Did. And the, the show is effing tonight, guys. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so they need Shut a drummer. It's, it's effing tonight, dude. Lots of writing on this. They don't even have a name yet. Yeah. Um, it should but, be called the Effins. <laughs> but you know, like F, like F sharps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So um, Lenny and Jimmy go visit Guy at. The appliance store. Mm-hmm. Who's and eating a cheeseburger? He's eating. All he does. And he's just like, guy. He's like, he's got his headphones in. He's just like, eat like sloppily, like he eats a cheeseburger. Was... I'm convinced, guy's drunk the whole time. He's eating like he's drunk. Dude, that's so true. I and just then, thought about that. He and had... then they go up. He's like, Take no. The scenes we saw with guy, like... he had breakfast earlier, yep. and then later he's at the appliance store eating lunch. He's just like, damn, I love my Teenagers. meal breaks. Yeah. 
Or young people. Or young because... Young or drunk people. Because he was in the military? He says this line about station in Germany, so I'm really confused of, like, are they the early early 20s? Like, they gotta be young. Wait, Guy Patterson? Yeah. yeah he says he was stationed in Germany. Yeah, spoiler. Uh, later in the, later in the movie, he tells Del Paxton, I listened to your album while I was stationed in Germany. Um, he Whoa. says this line, and it's confusing because I always was under the impression that they're kind of like... Because, you know, the TV player wants to join... The army, like mm-hmm. it kind of seems like they're at that, like we're 21, 22, uh, ready to figure out what the next step in life is, kind of thing, right? Um, but then he mentions he was stationed in Germany, right? So I don't know if he worked for a radio station in Germany, <laughs> no, but it's like he had to have a really <laughs> like uh, station in Germany means that a radio station in Germany, yeah, but you know. like think about it. <laughs> So stationed in Germany, so say he was like 18 for that. He's out by 19. He's also in a band with Steve Zahn. So that's another like maybe year. Yeah. So he's, he could be in his early 20s. So back to the the, the task at hand, though. Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy and Lenny um, from this, this person that was stationed in Germany that also loves jazz and can play drums and works at an appliance store. I'm sitting here trying to connect Saving Private Ryan and the thing you do. <laughs> Giovanni Rubisi is like, in Saving Private Ryan. That, that's what I'm saying. There you go. And, and then Tom Hanks they is were in, in like France and Germany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you think that's the story of Mr. White and the actual well, like the group that goes to go save Private Ryan is actually like Guy Patterson and Jimmy. Maybe, maybe Captain Miller faked his own death just so he could become <laughs> because he was gay. Uh, and, and he has a wife and he's a teacher back where he's from in America and he's just like listen I love her but like I am gay and I need to be this person but it's not okay so I need to move to LA. <laughs> be a music producer and then he meets all these army dudes <laughs> and that's why he likes them <laughs> all right we digress um let's speed it up G- a little G- bit Giovanni Rubisi, or <laughs> chad breaks his arm that is how guy patterson gets involved they um, show up at so the appliance they, they store. do the show and we're at the so we just like it's, it's bored it's like a high school or college battle of the bands or something so they go it, it's it look like a community thing yeah it's, it's like, like a community center and this is actually where we meet charlie Theron. yeah tina um well we find out guy has a girlfriend tina a pretty girlfriend um, tina blonde charlie's their own very young charlie's their yeah, own very um, girly a lot of very 60s hair mm-hmm. things yeah she's doing her um, makeup and she's like how long is this gonna be i thought we we're going to a movie and he's like it's just one song and she kind of seems like this is in her scene um yeah. They have the, into the dentists. they have the yeah <laughs> spoiler uh, they have the like the meter where there's a there's a the applause th- there's meter. like a woman but like it's her hand moving on it so it's like wicked mm-hmm. is like the the worst and then boo is like the something like that and it, like she keeps moving her hand based on the uh, audio no yeah. wicked is the best yeah wicked's the best then like boo's the worst yeah. or something like that yeah. or like horrible but like there's there's a there's a solid little audience going on and there's some different acts that are playing and the guys are kind of saying well we know we're better than that act. Yeah, like, I think we could win this. And so, yeah, the audience is they're just heckling and just like basically yeah, kind bored. of bored. Like, like some of them are into they it. They kind but... of enjoyed like there was like one band earlier that like they're kind yeah, of there was enjoying. Yeah, a goofy band. They, they were trying to set it up to where the other bands yeah, are kind of bored. Everything because this and they're like there's like a like a mariachi sort of like that's yeah, the one exactly, that they're kind of like yeah. getting into. And then, like, and then there's like an acoustic sort of like folky thing. Too. Yeah, exactly. the girl band was kind of boring. And they were well, kind of not to that one girl. Yeah, they were. It was like swaying in the audience. They were. Like throwing stuff at them, yeah. Um, and then it's kind of set up like these performances are sort of bland. Like this is like their chance to shine. Mm-hmm. And then what does Guy Patterson do? 
he gets in the zone and he counts it off, and then well, all of a sudden he picks up the speed to like this four four rock pattern. Like, yeah, like all of a sudden, and Jimmy right away's reaction is like, no, that's way too fast. Guys, that's way right, too, slow fast. Down. too fast. Too fast. Too fast. fast. But then but see, they, uh, they, but they get into it. Yeah, they're introduced too, and the way that they're introduced is amazing. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I skipped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, uh, it is great. Oh, neaters, and like no one does anything. Like one person off like camera, like. Well, yeah, <laughs> like and, and then Jimmy grabs the mic. He's like, "That's the wonders." That's the wonders. We're the I wonders. Just, I, I like seeing Jimmy like butt clench, eyes bug out of his head every right. single time somebody says, "Oh, like, this is my legacy." <laughs> so, <laughs> guy jumps into this like four four rock pattern. Boom! He's picking it up. Probably because Jim- he's drunk. <laughs> He probably got drunk before or the show. Or his girlfriend is like being really needy, and he's like, "We gotta speed up the song." So That's maybe, probably maybe it. She's but, but no, the, but like, later movies. he wanted to get Tina to the movies. Right? But hang on though, like guy confesses later to Tina. He goes, "No, no, no. I think the song needed to be fast. Mm-hmm. We were playing; it was too slow. We saw that we was no, bored before. Be he Ooh, knew it no. had to be fast, but." <laughs> It's funny because Jimmy's not into this because they're pl- supposed to play ballads, but the rest of the band kind of adjusts to it. Oh, yeah. No, Steve Zahn was into it. He, Steve he Zahn was, like, was into it. He it. even turns him at one point like, sketch, this isn't bad. This isn't, ah, I love this. You know, doing like, it. You're doing it. Yeah. yeah. He got really into it. And it's well, because he does, he does the impromptu solo. Like, he turns around and he does yeah. that. Yeah. And he's like, turned around and he's like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing right now? Um, you're so right, though. Like He's into it. You can see Jimmy is still singing it. He's a little off because he's like a little, it was good acting. Well, he, he keeps but like, trying to sing it like it's a ballad, even though it's, he's like yeah. trying to play it yeah, off. It's like he's like very re- reluctant. In it's actually very professional. Like um, if, if you've ever played a show, that's kind of what you do. If like shit starts to yeah. fuck up, you're just like, yeah. we're just going to roll with this. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is a, uh, I was going to save this for later, but you, you've been in bands. Mm-hmm. Um, has that ever happened to you? Oh, totally. Like, like where uh, someone will just kind of just change it up and you're like, kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? Okay, well, I guess I got to adjust because we can't have this discussion right now or something like that. Or A little bit like that. Um, there, there has been times absolutely where like things are forgotten or like parts aren't played and you just sort of have to like roll through it. There's also times, especially like when you're playing live, like specifically I was playing once and we were playing a, sort of like a, a more bluesy number and some guy from the audience with a harmonica in his pocket just jumped up and got on mic and started to play with us. Was he a and super fan from Erie, Pennsylvania? Totally, dude. As he was Chad. And <laughs> still with a broken arm and a sling, just like playing with one arm. It was amazing. This arm's forever broken. <laughs> yeah. Go, go but on, no, But no, he got up and it was like, um, the person playing the guitar, um, I was playing drums at the time and me and the bass player just were sort of like, we're just going to hang on this. Like, we're just going to groove out on this until this works itself out because you can't stop. Like, yeah. you have to keep going. Like, if, if you're in front of a live audience, like, the right thing to do is just to roll with whatever's happening. Like, because worse comes to worse. It's like, this, play the song through, it ends. No one's ever heard the song. You'll be fine. Right. Have you ever been in a situation like this one where actually the change was for the better of like actually people liked it more like something was like because like you know this song before was a little kind of boring it was it was a nice melody but not no one was going to be dancing uh, dancing and really hooked on this tune like like they were in this moment is that ever kind of um not with. Not really with established songs, but like songs that we're like trying to work out, like okay. and like get better, like yeah, and and we'll we'll get up and like try different things, or like sometimes things will just naturally happen. Like I feel like if you're playing a live show, you play faster anyway, just because you're just juiced 
Like you're just like ready to roll. Right. Um, and yeah. Which, which guy was? Guy was like, let's do this. Oh, he was juiced. I'm convinced. Yeah. Was this kind of Tom Hanks's like sports movie, like his football movie? Because it's kind of that whole idea of we were talking about it. You were talking about it any given Sunday. Like every football movie, it's something happens to the main quarterback and then you got to bring the new guy in and Ooh, then they become except, better for it. Except with Chad going out, that's more like they're... Like Off- cap. Their offensive guard went out, and they actually <laughs> turned out. This is Tom they- Hanks's League of Their Own, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I would say that was his sports movie, but because uh, <laughs> it was actually sports. I see what you're saying, though. It was you know replaced. But Baseball's I think the difference with that scenario is usually in those sports movies, like that classic story, is that there's this established amazing quarterback or uh, running back or something, and then a freak accident injury happens. So then this person like like king arthur has to pull the sword out of the mm-hmm. stone like we don't know where this dennis guy quaid. came from but he is just <laughs> yep any given sunday dennis quaid right? you know varsity blues it happens in friday night lights watched that kid. there's all that, that story. so i think the difference here is they established that chad actually was kind of the weakest link at the drums right. and guy is actually kind of like this hot free agent that they signed nice. um like of like whoa you added him to the roster hot's the right word there <laughs> Ooh. Thomas Everett, hot, am I right? <laughs> well, do you know what? He actually is more like, reminds me of Spartacus. All right, anyways, so the band's big. Um, band does really well at this opening. The guy they from, win. The guy from, they win because uh, everyone goes crazy. And, you know, one would argue that the competition wasn't that good, but they win. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a gig now at this Italian restaurant uh, bar the by the piano. airport. <laughs> yes, yeah. the dream. He's like, I would like to pay you guys to show up there, so... Boom. Jump cut. They're playing yeah, there. Yeah, come on out to my place. It's a pizza joint. Yeah. How about the airport? So they're playing there. Um, their fan is there. Their, their fan is there. There's a lot of people there, but they're playing <laughs> We're some the of their... fan. You're a fan. But they're playing, like, <laughs> they're playing enough music where people are enjoying it, yeah. right? Yeah, well, they're playing Jimmy's, like, B-side. All of his ballads. His ballads, right. And you can hear planes flying mm-hmm. overhead, which is, like, great moments where they're, like, singing and strumming and... Going along, then you hear a plane go over. Or like, like Lenny announcing, I'm trying to sell pizza. Lenny announcing <laughs> yeah. that there's a an order ready at the front. Like, yeah, table he announces 34, like, your yeah. order is up. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, the, the super fan from Erie, Pennsylvania goes, Hey, when are you going to play that thing you do? We came here to dance with girls. <laughs> and uh, they're like, We well, can't dance with girls. Well, let's give them what we want. <laughs> and then, boom, they go with it. Then everyone's dancing. The old people are kind of like, What is this? And everyone's just doing that. I, I can't do they're it over audio, they but they're just doing like, that thing. They they're do. just moving their, yeah. moving their they're, arms. They're doing their the mashed hips. potato. Yeah, I was going to say, that's yeah. a mashed potato. Well, I didn't know it was called the mashed potato. Well, we'll teach you. Well, yeah. They're getting paid out at the end. <laughs> and. Um, the guy's laying down dollar bills and he's like, you know, you O'Neaters are a great hit. And he's like, it's O'Netters. <laughs> the O'Netters. <laughs> like Steve Zahn, member of the band, still corrects him. Like it's, no, it's the O'Netters. It's the O'Netters. And he goes, do you know what this is? And he like throws it on some extra cash on. He's like, presidential flashcards. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's a tip. If you keep bringing that, like, you know, that's incentive for you guys to come back and keep playing here. But I just love the line, uh, presidential, presidential flashcards. flashcards. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's not just what money is. I use that in my normal life. Also in this moment, <laughs> super fan from Erie, Pennsylvania says, Hey, when do you guys have a record? I'd love to listen to that while stealing their french fries, by the way, uh, from their table. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they decide, hey, they're going to record a record. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Guy's uncle's Guy church. Uncle, who is Chris Isaac? Yeah. Yes. Cameo. Yes. Cameo, like number <laughs> 10 so far. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that, that is true. Chris Isaac is recording it. They recorded. Is that our first like cameo cameo? Of I think this? Um, it feels like there's a billion, but I think that's our first. That's official our first one. like big official cameo. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They record. It's a hit. They're they're playing another show at Villa Pianos, mm. and they're selling these these records are selling Little like they're a yeah. dollar each. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> this 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 mysterious man that shows up uh, grabs the album and he goes, "Hey, is this that band playing?" It's like, "Well, duh." Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> Phil Horace. Nice yes. to meet you. Um, Jimmy goes. I'm not comfortable signing a contract about my music. I'm not comfortable signing anything <laughs> regarding my music. Yeah, and then Steve Zahn's like, dude, he's got a nice camper. <laughs> nice, it's nice man. Yeah. Give us two. Well, what's the what's the, what's the <laughs> say, Give me a pen, you're signing, I'm signing, we're, we're all signing. <laughs> and then boom, you have a contract. I mean, I think Jimmy's kind of right. And then they go to Pittsburgh. He's like, shows in Steubenville. Now, <laughs> before we jump in, I want to talk about the most egregious thing in this moment. And... It's not about that it's a man that lives in a camper. It's the stew, because it's gross. It is not, okay, it is not about the camper. It's the fact that his deal to them, that it's not in writing, is that I will get you guys on the radio. If I don't have you on the radio in one week, I'll tear this contract up. I'm like, I wish that's how contracts worked. Um, if I didn't get what I want, the contract no longer Dude, exists. that's the 60s. It's it was like, honest like that. <laughs> I, for some reason, uh, no. Do you think a man in a camper with creepy mystery stew is going to lie to you? Uh, Are yeah. you serious? No, Phil, you're right. I, Phil kind of disappears, and then like, like they're all he, endlessly listening like to, to see if yeah. it's going to happen yeah. because there is that deadline. If I don't have you yeah. on the radio, Guys this contract paying is done. Attention. And Faye is trying to drop off this letter, which she hasn't licked beforehand, apparently. <laughs> like, she's at the mailbox like, just, like, that? licking who letters. Just, like, put stamps I don't know. Every time I mail letters these days, which is obviously all the time. Constant. Like, I'm always just, like, sometimes they're unlicked. I just put them in there unlicked. Like, I forget. But she's like trying to lick this envelope, um, and then it comes on the radio. And she barely licks it, shoves it in, like, screams, no. and goes running through Erie, PA, Orange County, and <laughs> screaming as the song plays full blast over what is happening. Oh, wow. It's yeah, amazing. And, well, and finds TB player looking at army outfits. Trying them on. They both run into the appliance store, and, and uh, guy is just like freaking out. <laughs> TB he turns on. Goes, oh! <laughs> He turns on every single radio in the in the appliance store. Dad's like, "What's going on?" Mom's like, "Don't touch it." Mom's enjoying it. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy and Lenny pull up in their car. Like it was like actually... leave it running in the street. Yeah, honestly, I think this is probably one of my favorite That's movies in the this best... movie. Best scene of the movie, not <laughs> favorite movie, movie of this movie. <laughs> I love this movie. This movie. No, what I'm trying to say is, I want this to be its own movie. I just want to begin middle. It, end. Is, it is probably the best moment of the whole movie. I tried to say moment. Well, I know. There's... I'm sorry. Fumble. So yeah, they they've made it on the radio. They got a big show in Pittsburgh coming up, and the show in Pittsburgh does not go well. But then uh, their manager, RV guy, basically is walking with him during the street. Uh, Throughout the streets guy. of Pittsburgh with Guy. He's walking with Guy. And he's like, you know what you need? What does he need? You need to taste the cuisine from the Far East. Yeah, which is uh, Chinese, I guess. I like how he says it to Guy as if he's never had Chinese food before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, well, you're in Pittsburgh now. They have Chinese well, food Phil, <laughs> Phil is obviously at this point, like, I mean, he's sort of the, the guiding light of cuisine. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, stew? Yes. 
and Chinese food. Why the stew Let's is go. Good. Yeah. And then food. Actually, food with Phil correlates with the band's success. That oh. is true. Like Phil we are going to sign a, a contract over stew, right? And then going to this Chinese restaurant. Who do they meet? Yeah. None other than Mr. White. Tom Hanks himself. <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> He's the guy. Yeah, uh, but they're introduced to Mr. White, who is the head of Playtone Records. Guy, I've and heard your song. Yeah, you he heard say. It's catchy. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. And he wants to sign them and take them on tour. You know, guy says, I got to talk it over with the rest of the band. But basically, here's my moment that's really funny is... Well, I got to talk it over with the rest of the band. Yeah, and he goes, see, that's why I told you. He's he's smart. He's smart like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if that took a lot of brains to be like, <laughs> yeah, I got to talk to... Yeah, kind of drunk. So, Phil... Breaks Camper. the news to Guy it's that you are going to sign with him now. And he goes, we don't want to sign with Playtone. Yeah, we we want to stick with you. with you. But then he goes, no, no, no. no Phil's, I, our, Phil's our manager. He, and, and Phil's like, no, I've done as much as I can do. They're going to take real good care of you. So we caught him on the radio in one show. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like. Which is a lot. Well, Phil no, 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 came through. Let's press the brakes here with Phil. Wait, what? This mm-hmm. band's about to be huge. Isn't it your job to like be with successful I bands? Think, I think Phil's a headhunter and he gets a cut, and that's why Phil's so happy living in our like Phil's living the dream. So he Phil just stew, got a cut. He for travels them. the country, he gets a chunk of money every yeah. time he brings him a good guy, and he's like, Cool, I don't have the pressure, Another, I don't have the stress, just give me the money and let's do this. Okay. Another great example, actually, of the lack of backstory. No, I'm gonna buy that though. I'm gonna buy what you said, Julia. I'm gonna buy that he got his like he so got his money. He got his cut. And he's like, uh, we're, we're good. Like, he's got enough money now yeah. to get to the next now, place. Yeah, now he can go. So he's just a freelance to... yeah. dude. And he's doing this. He it's, just has it's a good ear. It's kind of a very 60s things like thing to yeah. do. I discovered like, a band, sold them to Playtone. Mm-hmm. Deuces. Yeah. Um, all right. So now Playtone is taking over the wonders. He right away says, we got to change your name. Uh, no this more of this thing. Oneeders thing. No, <laughs> no, you're called the Wonders. Wonders with it's the simple. one. Um, he says they're all. It's cute. He says to the band, "You're like you guys are all nice boys, right? You all smile." And then he points to uh, he points a guy, and this is the evolution of shades. He goes, "Except for you," and he kind of creates their new look, where basically like they're the early Beatles. Yeah, you know, they're just wearing matching outfits, matching suits. Doesn't he take guy to like? Isn't there like a sunglasses? Guy, there, like, yeah, there's like a just bunch like, of sunglasses, yeah, and he's just like, mm, yeah, he's yeah. Just pick, and then he picks the most generic shades mm-hmm. to put on, but he basically, guy becomes shades. Mm-hmm. All right, so before we get further into the wonder success, I'm really excited about this. Tom Hanks plays a guy named Mr. White, we don't know his first name, he wears a black and white suit. Mm-hmm. Can you guys think of another film in our history where there's a bunch of guys in black and white suits that Men just go by Mr. Color? Men in Black. Oh, Reservoir Dogs. So my theory is that <laughs> Mr. White is Mr. part of the K Reservoir. Dude, he's part of the Reservoir Dog. Oh. Wait, Reservoir. Reservoir. <laughs> Reservoir? Resolution Reservoir. Dogs. Reservoir. <laughs> Reservoir. All right. So my theory is Mr. White is part of the Reservoir Dogs. He survives. He survived. Somehow. And he was the mastermind behind the heist. So he's oh. doing an alternate, like, but he's still holding on to that, like, code name. Right. Was there, wait, was Harvey Keitel, was he Mr. White? Yeah. Mr. White was Harvey Keitel. He's a member of that gang. Mm -hmm. He got out, he survived, and now he's living under this alias in the Playtone world. So this is, (laughs) well, wait, because the problem is it's the 60s, whereas Reservoir Dogs was... 90s, right? The 90s, right? Well, but this movie came out in 96, so... 
Who knows? Maybe this was pre. But I think, no, I think there's so legs to your, to your theory, but I think that Mr. White in the Playtone Galaxy um, actually is a secret part of the Reservoir Dog. Actually, no, it's Harvey Keitel was Mr. White. He was Tom Hanks. So he was in the record business at Playtone, and then when mm-hmm. Playtone kind of fell, like, you know, lost all their one-hit wonders, He's... he he needed to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. So then he joined the Chris Penn gang. Mm-hmm. All right. Roll credits. <laughs> Done. Got it. Let's talk about that thing you do. We'll save it for the Reservoir okay, Dogs podcast. Yes. So, we'll bring this back. So Mr. Yeah. White, he introduces the new style for them. Mm-hmm. They're in suits now. They look alike, very much like the early Beatles. Um, Uniform. Guy has shades now. Mm-hmm. I love the parts like throughout this tour when they Take go. Take their sketch. They're all, uh, they're all wearing diff- different colors every single show. And he's like, did I tell you guys you look good in red? Yeah. Did I tell yeah. you guys look good in gold? Also, um, Playtone, huge assortment of artists. Like, yeah. We yeah. have like a Frank Sinatra. We have like a like a, a big, uh, like Di- Diane Dane. Is that what it is? Yes, yeah. Diane Dane. She's just like this big sort of like ballad singer. And then you have like Supremes. Yeah. You have Supremes. And then you have essentially like this American uh, rock band that's mm-hmm. like kind of like the Beatles, like gets everyone dancing. I mean, this would be a fun show to go to. Oh, yeah. You know? I, I would go to the fair and eat a funnel cake and, and watch the you know, shit what, out of what this. What's fun about it too is like they go to places like Illinois. Like, what does is, what is, uh, Lenny say? Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 thank you, Illinois. The land of Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. They're having a lot of fun. Um, a little bit of trivia that I was going to bring up uh, later, but. During the montage of them playing, at one point, uh, some of the band members fall, like at least two climbing of them. Climbing up the charts. They, they fall, yeah, they're climbing up the billboard charts, but they fall in Ohio. So someone falls in Ohio, and during that montage, basically, Tom Hanks spent several years in Cleveland, like acting in local theater in Cleveland. Mm. And he wasn't really discovered yet. So In real he, life. This yeah, is in, like trivia. In real life. This is like trivia. So... Tom Hanks had someone fall in Cleveland because he's still like a huge fan. He's a big Indian Cleveland Indians baseball fan. How dare him. And sorry, I know you're from Cincinnati, but his whole like that was his kind of nod to like where Cleveland he got his start. So it was kind of like where he was like centered for a while before he hit national stardom. So it was kind of like he did a little before fun he thing got where big. Before <laughs> But anyways, he was Cut acting a lot of local theater in Ohio, <laughs> so he had them stumble, like the stumbles representing his like kind of stop before he got national stardom. So that was like a little That's a pretty good directing yeah. there, amazing. Tom Hanks. Yeah. I was reading about that too. Like when you watch this movie, it is sort of like being with Tom Hanks. Like because yes. it's like funny, like it's or, or I guess like what I would imagine like being with Tom Hanks he, would be like. He's so likable and everybody is likable in this movie. Yeah. Like yes. even Tina I kind of like her. I mean, I get it. I didn't like Tina. Get that den- dentist. Do it. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I get that dentist. I'm going to yeah. be at the dentist Did you see him? Day. Like, Tina? Like, yeah. So they do a show in Wisconsin and, you know, represent. I'm a Wisconsin boy. So this is when they're, like, they're hitting yes, that they that peak right now. Like, they're getting very popular. People are um, actually coming not to see Diane Dane and Freddie Fredrickson anymore. They're coming to see yeah. the Wonders. They're here show. to see the Wonders. They have yeah. like now they have yeah. like like girl dancers on stands. Yeah, like Freddie Fredrickson yeah. is like here. You're here for yeah. the. This is the reason you're here, and he puts on the shades. He like, puts on the shades. Even, the, even these people yeah. that were like brushing them off at the oh, beginning yeah. know that That's like right. these he are the up, headliners. He's like, he's like all right, like um, what yeah. you guys are they, all here they for. They were the openers in the first show. <laughs> yeah. Now they're the headliners. The Wonders. That's huge. Yeah, it's really huge. Like. 
like they've made it. They're climbing mm-hmm. up the charts, and even the girls have signs that say like mm-hmm. "Shades" with a heart on it. Like they are they are huge now, and basically they rock they rock that song again. That thing you do, um, and when it's over. By the way, you guys are going to California. Um, this, gonna this, be in a major this is, um, I think, what does he say? Mr. White says this is the best, this is the fastest. Fastest, fastest rising single in the Playtone Galaxy. Yeah. So of every single song. As of tomorrow, that thing you do will be the fastest. The, the number, th- yeah. like, number three. seven. Or so, it was yeah. something ridiculous. It's like, but it's like moved up from 93 to seven in a matter of weeks. Like mm-hmm. it's just like shooting up the charts. Yep. So it's time As to get them to California. they've been biking across the country. And he's <laughs> Literally. Like, so you guys are Literally <laughs> biking across the country. <laughs> They get on the plane, and then um, Mr. White kind of lays it down. He goes, "Hey, we're gonna you're gonna be in a movie, um, and then hopefully, if I've done enough like things right, you're gonna be on the Hollywood Television Showcase show, mm-hmm. which is sort of like what the Ed Sullivan show, yes. I guess, the equivalent of it." Yeah. And Jim, but Jimmy only cares about, and then we make my because the point of this is to make more records, and he goes, and then after that, we'll make the records. Jimmy's happy. Um, face sick Jimmy could give a shit less mm-hmm. he's ready to make those new records um, guys put in a blanket over Faye um, her being sick I think was just an excuse to show that guy actually cares about her yeah but it was also like more of like we don't want Faye in all these scenes now so we're yeah. just gonna have her be sick for a while she's just been a very supportive like little puppy to all of this she's been on tour yeah, yeah. and she just got sick she just yeah. got stressed I mean what is she even doing she probably she's doesn't have much to do. Costumes. No, she yeah. has nothing to do. She has to be their costume mistress to 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 appease the Playtone people and yeah. let her come on tour with them. But yeah, I mean, Mr. White, I think, is the nicest manager that's ever existed because I don't think anyone would allow. Well, <laughs> I mean, he sees them and just dollar signs. Yes. Yeah, he does. But like, um, he's so kind. Yeah. So Tom Hanks. <laughs> So they, they, they cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> the wonders have made it now to the hotel. Faye is really sick. We you meet the nice doorman, <laughs> Lamar. Lamar. Love Lamar. Let's Hell talk about. Yeah. I want to have a special moment from Lamar later. But the the story though is now they're in a major motion picture, mm-hmm. and they are uh, posing as like this kind of sailor band on a beach party. Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack. Shooters. Yes. Cat and Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. You know, and it's, it's like Steve Zahn, uh, Lenny is like playing saxophone, like the music stops, are like, the music stops, it's like, just pretend you're playing, and then they have that amazing, like, cutaway, like, oh my god, we're being invaded! <laughs> yeah. And, Another cameo, the director is Jonathan Demme, who yes. directed Philadelphia. Really? So another cameo there. R.I.P. Um, mm. Also, well, hey, uh, Jonathan well, Demme, I just have to say this, because we're talking about a fake band, he directed the greatest concert film of all time, which is Stop Making Sense by the Talking Heads. He, that's right. He did do that. Yes, he fucking ah, did. So, the greatest concert film. So what was time. better? His cameo in That Thing You Do or Stop Making <laughs> Where Sense? Where he has one line? We'll save that for What's Better, what's better Podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I think we all agree on that answer. Jimmy's not happy. He says we look like monkeys. Uh, but they're just kind of having a good time. Um, oh. Uh, maybe that is. Yeah, that actually yeah, probably was. Yeah. I didn't even catch that. Harry Nielsen wrote for the monkeys, yeah. so it's That, that makes sense. Anyway. So Jimmy, Jimmy's unhappy with where they're at, and then this leads to like a very important scene, in my opinion, um, where they have this like kind of evening dinner afterwards. The whole band's there with Faye. Faye's feeling better now. And for me, this scene is kind of like the beginning of the end of The Wonders. Jimmy is upset about 
um, the direction that we're going in. They've met um, Saul, who is like a big, like the, the head of Plato. Also, Saul yeah. is grossly eating a sandwich. Okay, so... <laughs> oh, Disgusting. God. He's like, oh, we got Saul. All yeah. right, let's talk also, about that. But that, that. He's grossly eating the sandwich, but also, I would eat the shit out of that same sandwich. Okay. It looks good, whatever it is. It looks so, like mustard and like pastrami. Like, no. please give that to All me. Right. So I apologize. I, <laughs> I don't know why I breezed over the Saul part. A big thing, so a big thing is they have to meet, they have to meet Saul, um, who's the head of Playtone, and they think it's like this huge meeting, but really he just does like a little photo op with them. Then he eats the sandwich. Then Jimmy like interrupts him while he's eating a sandwich, and he's got like mustard and bread falling in his mouth, and he's like, "Who is this kid? Whoa!" <laughs> and uh, he's like, "You give a shit less," and that's and sorry. So uh, that's a big moment because that was it. That's all you have to do. But the fact that Jimmy's like bothering him, Jimmy yeah. realizes like Saul doesn't really even know who they are. No, Jimmy's you know? just a pretty face. The dinner scene that follows this, it's evening. Jimmy is like jaded. Kind of feels like the beginning of the end. The whole band's there. Faye is feeling better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all sitting there and Jimmy is talking about like he doesn't even care about our music. And then uh, uh, Lenny, I think it was Lenny says, oh, I know that you can't trust him. Like they put us up in this dope hotel and put us in a movie and we're, our record's going up the chart and we're going to record another record. Yeah, they're so evil. How and terrible. Then, then Jimmy goes, before he storms off, he's like, sorry, I guess I'm just alone with my principles. And then, uh, then then he runs away. Then Lenny goes, oh, he's off to write a new song, Alone With My Principles. Right, but then Faye, like... We'll check out the Herdsman later. There's this, like, long pause, and Faye has to just, like, interject and say, I'm sorry, you have to understand the thing with Jimmy. He, like, tested he's at genius a, levels. He's so smart. He is... He is such an artist. He's, you know, this is just how he is. And then basically everyone just staring at her. It's almost like she has this moment, like showing, not telling, where she goes, yeah, I'm kind of sick of like doing this like bit for Jimmy now too. So Faye's like, I'm going to leave. Okay, this is over. Guy's like, I'm off on my own. He goes to the jazz club. I'm going to find a black man to tell me where to go. Yeah, and Lamar (laughs) guides him to the best jazz club in town. (laughs) The first black man we've seen all movie. Wait, you won't reveal jazz? Wait. (laughs) He does a a jazz pop quiz for him, and he's like, oh, take him to this room. You know, and uh, it turns out to be great, because although Guy's in his element just drinking and listening to jazz, it seems like that's what he does. Uh, I mean, (laughs) definitely in his element. Did you guys ever notice what his face is like with drumming and jazz? Yeah, he's He's got this like i mean there's no way you to describe it, it on got, the podcast but it's just very doing it. it's very dorky though it's like kind of this like me 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 but that's what oh, that's oh, what's no, endearing it's, about that's it's what's stank so face. like yeah that's, that's what so that tom is. hanks like, about he's like holding that a fart he's like yeah. Have, you, have you ever listened to music so groovy that you're worried that your face is going to be sore the next day? Because that's what guy looks like. Um, and that happens to me often. I'm like, fuck, and, uh, this hurts. I don't even know if I like this. Guys have so a- thick. Ow. <laughs> uh, I got to jazz. That. I just jazzed my pants. <laughs> Say that for the so thick po- podcast. Yeah. Um, so you know, guys, <laughs> having a, guys having a great time listening to jazz, enjoying the club, drinking martinis. His cocktail waitress is um, Marguerite, was played by Rita Wilson, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks' wife. Um, Marguerite, she's looking, she's looking, she's looking great. great. Yeah. In this in this role, um, and then she introduces and goes, "Well, what's the band? Right? Are they going to come out?" She's like, "They're just kind of shooting the shit with uh, Dell." Dell, he's a regular. He's like Dell, Odell Paxton. And he's like a huge super fan of Del yeah. Paxton. As you we are know, my he said biggest it. fan. Yes. 
So guys love drunk. And then this is the station in Ur- Germany part. He, yeah. He says, I listened to you while I was stationed in Germany. That's when I was like, wait, how old are you? Why right. did they cut that out? That's confusing. It's so like, weird. It's not necessary. Like, there's no I backstory of like, oh, he was in the army. Another example. Like, poor backstory. That thing you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he just shoots the shit with him. He's having a great time. I mean, is there anything really important that they talk about besides just saying like... It's just like talking about I'm Spartacus. He says that probably 8,000 times. <laughs> it's just, it's a lot of like talking about music and it's it's the reality of meeting your idol and... Well, he talks about his band too. He says yeah. like, we got a we gotta hit that's really... I mean, what do you do if you guy, meet like your guys, idol in your industry? Like, what are you going to do? Like, guys, journey like has taken him to the source. Yeah. Like, and then, like, now he's, like, face to face. Yeah. Yes. But, but, like, side, that's almost like a side. Like, it's, it's like, he's, like, on this journey, like, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it's, like, I'm in front of Del Paxton. Yeah. And, like, now we can talk. Right. Which leads up to the fact that they even get to play with each other. Later on, we'll talk about that. So there's an extended scene that after Guy goes to the club on his own, meets Rita Wilson, meets Del Paxton... We jump cut to at the end of the night where he gets a ride home from Rita Wilson, Marguerite. Lamar works 24-7, by the yeah. way. I don't know when yeah. his breaks are, but he's working all day, all That's night. His hotel. He lives at that motherfucking hotel. <laughs> That's yeah. his hotel. It's like The Shining for him. <laughs> like, you've always been here. I would love to watch that movie with Lamar. Lamar. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I love that. So... We, we see the scene before Guy gets dropped off where Lamar says to this man who's played by Howie Long mm-hmm. in a suit standing by like a red Honestly, convertible. Yeah. He goes, like he throw he the goes back on. are you just going to keep waiting there? Blah, blah, blah. Like something also, like that. Also, a convertible. Yeah. Arms and then crossed. he says nothing. Arms convertibles crossed. everywhere. No one has a normal car. Guy gets guy gets dropped <laughs> off and then Mr. White greets him and goes, yeah, Marguerite, this is one of mine. You know, and Guy's really drunk. And then uh, Mr. White, before he talks to Guy, looks over at the Howie Long by the Corvette and says, uh, what's what's his name again? It's like Lloyd. Lloyd. He goes, Lloyd, it's okay. We'll be fashionably Lloyd. late. You just calm down, Lloyd. Shining mm-hmm. again. <laughs> um, and then he tells <laughs> Guy the about the Hollywood uh, television showcase. Mm-hmm. He falls over drunk. And then um, then he's like, okay, so you get some rest. He doesn't fall over drunk yet. He's still standing. But he's very drunk, and he's like, you're not going to remember any of this, so I'll, I'll send a, like a, a message in the morning. And he's like, okay. So he says, Lloyd, okay, that's it. See, I'm done. All right? Now and I'm then, done. Now Guy Off walks with him to the car, and he gets in the car with Lloyd. They're both in the convertible. And he's Guy like, Lloyd, tries... you're such a sour puss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Guy tries. Guy, guy tries. Get, guy, guy tries. You get, are such a sourpuss. So, so guy tries to get in the car with him, and then he goes, "Oh no, no, guy, you're not coming with us to this thing. You stay at the hotel. You get some rest." And then Howie Long Lloyd says, "Hey, bring him with." <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, because they're, they're like, "We're driving up to the Folsom Street Fair." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Mr. which is White, this week? We'll be back tomorrow. Mr. But like, White we're gonna looks go like fucking weird. He looks at Guy, he looks at Lloyd, and he just starts laughing and slapping his legs like, he doesn't want to come with. And then uh, they kind of just drive off. And then, like, it, the way it's all set up, it's like, and it's online. I'm not making this up. We're not making this up. Mr. White's in a relationship with this Lloyd yeah, guy. Yeah, Lloyd's his partner. Now, I can see why this got cut, because it was just, like, came really out of left field. Of yeah. Just 
why do we need to know anything? And it goes to say with knowing his name, like, Mr. White's just a record producer. We don't need to know. He's just Tom Hanks, and he's kind, and he's trying yeah. to be inclusive. And he's like, I'm going to try this. And he did, and it's and it's cute. Yeah. But it just didn't make the cut. Amazing night for Guy. <laughs> he wakes up brutally, though, in the morning. Mr. White's yelling at him, and he just goes, You're on um, your bass player is missing, and you're gonna you got to be at the studio. Where are the hell are you? You're gonna be on television for Hollywood. TV. Yeah. So guy rushes over there, shows up. Oh, big show. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's like, I think Faye gave me something. Uh, bass player still missing. We cut to Disneyland. He's, he's at Disneyland with the army guys. <laughs> Having the best time. And um, <laughs> they they have to replace the bass player as well. With and the then Wolfman. We, the Wolfman. Uh, it's like, can you play our tune? He's like. Well, he says, says, I think I can handle it, Junior. You know, a little bit older than the guys, but, you know, Mr. White said, like, well, he was going to leave in the fall anyway, so this was bound to happen. So laid back, kind Um, music manager Which I'd argue, though, for, like... Like, I will make your future work for you. Once again, I think this goes with what you're saying of, like, the nicest manager ever. Um, Man, this is their first time on television. If the people have been following them, they'd be like, "Wait, wait, where's George Harrison? You know, it's like, just like, oh, yeah. no, he's not in the band anymore, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you right. know, uh, um, I mean, I just, I think it's like, be a little bit more shocked. Like, wait, who's that guy? Yeah. But, um, but also you'd know where your guys were the yeah. night before. You'd, you'd collect them and say, we have to rehearse something before we go on. This is what you're going to <laughs> not play. Not the wolf. So no. I think about, I got it, Junior. <laughs> so they're about to go up. Uh, Faye's got a really nice dress. She's mm-hmm. she's sitting there ready for the wonders to go up. That's where they, um, Tom Hanks' daughter's cameo is in the dress shop. Yes, yeah, so Tom Hanks does have his wife in this movie, Colin Hanks, his son, uh, who we now know from more movies. Uh, Usher, <laughs> and Usher. Fargo season one. Fargo awesome. season one, uh, Orange County. Orange County, <laughs> which is where this is from. Um, yeah, and he walks uh, Faye to her seat, mm-hmm. and uh, yes, his daughter Elizabeth Hanks is in the dressing room or like the the dress shop, the dress shop um, when she's picking out her dress. Mm-hmm. And also, we get to go back to Erie, where we see uh, Guy's family getting ready for the big show, and we find out that uh, Chad, the ex drummer. Still has a broken arm. Is Hanging taken... out with the Patterson. Well, and he's also taken <laughs> over a guy's role at the shop. And he's like, can you lift yeah. things? And he's like, well, yeah, kind of. It's like got a broken arm. Yeah. Is Chad like... Oh, yeah, he goes in it with the help on sign. Yes. Does <laughs> yeah. it, is Chad taking this like really well? Wait. Uh, I him... told you. Guy becomes Chad so and well. Chad becomes Guy. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but arguably a better employee than Guy was anyway because yeah. he actually like He's not drinking all there. the time. Yeah. yeah it's true. It's just it's funny cuz uh this band like literally the second after you break your arm gets really really cool and you're going to watch my television with he, with the guy who replaced you's family. He's totally well, eating pie fine. and, and, and he's just a dip. simple dude from uh yeah. PA. Yeah, well he seems fine with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like I'd be a little like, I don't want to hear that song again. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it haunts my dreams. <laughs> I just hear all the money I don't have. <laughs> yeah. They go on That's the Hollywood podcast, Television actually. Showcase. They play That Thing You Do in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's going crazy. It's nationally televised. Um, then we have, you know, everyone's like, it's we're at the peak of mm-hmm. the wonders right now. And then... It all comes crashing down when we do cutaways during the solo. They show Wolfman. They're like, no, 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 too scary. Then they show Lenny, but they give him they the title Leo. Leo. <laughs> and they show Shades, like, there he is. And then they cut to Jimmy, but then they put underneath it, sorry, girls, he's engaged. And 
One. I think it's Careful Girls. Careful, Careful Girls. Girls. He's engaged. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I screwed that line. Am I allowed um, to say why they did that? Why did they do that? Because when the uh, Beatles appeared on the Ed Sullivan show under John Lennon's, it said he's married. Oh, okay, gotcha. So they did that. Okay, so that yeah, was the it said, parallel. Sorry, girls, he's Poor married. Cynthia. Gotcha. Other podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my thing is though, it's it's one thing that they did it, but it's funny in the moment that did he? How did he see that on screen? Right. That yeah, was the confusing true. thing. Is there a big monitor for him to read I didn't, it while he's and on I stage? I didn't see it and in you, the reverse you, shot. You yeah, you see yeah. it on the monitor. Like you see him like on live television. Like see it and just like and he's like changes. Oh, like he looks no right monitor. at the camera, but it's like well, that's a graphic. Yeah. Like, was there a big monitor? Because there's like three cameras positioned and then like probably a movie. There like, wasn't and it gym. was a flaw. Um, Tom but, Hanks did something yeah, wrong. Yeah, but he sees it. But then I, I like his recovery though because then he switches over and then gets into the final part and starts smiling again. Um, and then the show's over. Everyone's going crazy. But then in the dressing room, Jimmy can't let it go. He starts yelling mm-hmm. at Faye like, well, careful he's, girls, he's engaged. He's, he, before anybody even got in the room, it was just Jimmy and Faye at the beginning of it. And yeah. he's just berating Faye. And she's like, I didn't do it. I, yeah, I want know. guy. We'll I don't know what it. you want Why from would me. you we'll ruin this beautiful moment? Well, well Faye says, I was when just as surprised as you. I didn't say anything. And he goes, we can't be engaged. That's the last thing I need in this world. I'd be like, well, there's other things I mean, like cancer. There's bad like, things. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. she's, she's actually pretty and super Let helpful. TV players going to war. Like, we don't yeah. need that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, the rest of the people join the room. You know, like Lenny's asking for $200. And Faye has, do, do you want to do it in your best live Tyler voice? Uh, Faye's delivery to Jimmy. God. In this moment. I've wasted thousands of kisses on you. But now I know you don't mean any of it. You just save it all for your songs. Shame on me for kissing you with my eyes closed so tight. And scene. I oh. podcast over. Whoa. Everyone drink. Low credits. <laughs> um, Drinking game. No, I felt like Liv Julia Tyler was doing this. It. I felt like it was not even just Liv Tyler doing this show with us. It was Faye. Mm-hmm. It, so Faye and Jimmy are done. Yeah. That's it though, because they go into the recording studio the next day, or I guess like. Next few days later, and, um, and Mr. White's J- sick of the shit. J- well, Jimmy and Mr. Well, Jimmy's sick of the shit too, to mm-hmm. his own degree. So they're yelling at each other, well, arguing with each other, saying, Tom "No, Hanks no, no. Doesn't yell. If we're not playing my songs, then and we're not recording." He's like, "Well, that's a bummer, uh, Jimmy. I was looking forward to working with you." And he goes, "You know, you're a liar, Mr. White." <laughs> and he goes, "Well, you didn't read the contract because it says you will play the Playtone catalog. You will sing that thing you do in Spanish." <laughs> Um, <laughs> which I think is amazing you know I don't want any of this also like, uh, like right? so says, I don't want any of these lovers lament crap I want something happy something peppy he's like and then so Mark now you're Jimmy what, what is his peppy song he delivers to Mr. White okay Mr. White I quit I quit <laughs> I quit alright I quit Mr. So, White can I, that was really good but the Mr. White's so chill with this shit he just goes to a guy like your band's falling apart where is Lenny? And where is Lenny, everyone? He's in Vegas getting married. Getting married, yeah. getting married in I'm Las so Vegas. I'm so happy, <laughs> uh, Then the following thing is recording studio. The wonders are done. Uh, Mr. White's like, where is Lenny? Your band's falling apart. 
you guys are breach of contract. And he's like, don't worry, no one's going to jail. But you do have to get out of the hotel this afternoon. That I can't help. Mm-hmm. And then Wolfman leaves. He's like, I guess you guys don't need me. Guy just kind of drums for a little bit. He goes like, um, what, what is that tune you call it? He's like, I call it I Am Spartacus. I Am Spartacus. But then who the F shows up? Motherfucking Del Paxton. Del Paxton shows up. And then meanwhile, after Guy has a fun jam sesh with Del Paxton, which is like kind of funny because it's like he's winning because like this is like my life could be over after this. This is amazing. I got to jam with Del Paxton, mm-hmm. right? All the while the sign is still on at Patterson's. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So then basically he's got one last finished business. He's got to get his stuff from the hotel. He decides he's going to stay in L.A. and just kind of jam with Del. And then essentially, that rhymed. I'm just saying, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, but Faye, Jimmy's already left. You know, Lenny's disappeared. TV bass player's gone at Disneyland, probably still. But Faye's still in the diner, and Lamar lets him know that he's in the diner, that she's in the diner. And he goes in there. They talk for a while, and then before she goes, because she's like, "Well, whenever you're in Erie, come say hello." And then he goes up to her and says, "When's the last time you've been kissed?" She's like 1961. He says, when was the last time you were truly kissed? Truly kissed. Decently kissed. Decently, yeah. Truly, madly, deeply kissed. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then he kind of, in in fairness, he kind of me too's her and then just goes ahead and kisses her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if she wanted that guy. Maybe she should ask permission. I think she did. Um, Well, she did because then she kisses him back Mm -hmm. and then they walk back into the hotel. Guy Patterson. But the, the, no, she always says this for me. Here's the best part, though. They both kiss. Guy Sketch Patterson? So so she's ready to go, right? But they both kiss because he's staying in L.A. They head back into the hotel. But I'm like, wait, aren't you, like, kicked out of the hotel? you guys don't have a room. I want that that alternate take where they walk in and go, oh, wait, sorry. I think they're going back to the diner in the hotel, to be clear. They're not, like, going to go bang Maybe they book their own (laughs) hotel Yeah, I think they're just going to go Or, like, maybe Lamar was just, like, have this relationship. Room 81, whatever. And that's... Lamar's like, this is my hotel. (laughs) I got you a room. Exactly. That's the end of our story. Lamar Um, looks at the camera to tell us it's over. All right, so we got to wrap this up with that thing you do. Also, that thing you do with an exclamation mark. That's thing a, you do. Yeah. That well, thing that song you do. is very exciting. Like no. it, it, it would be weird if it didn't have. Right. I just love uh, when titles actually have punctuation. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Like, did Who Framed Roger Rabbit even have a question mark? Sure. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyways, that wasn't my point. <laughs> my point. Someone was, thought about that. We we got to wrap it up. So I think what I'd like to do is just go around the table. Our final thoughts in the movie and how many shades out of let's do ten. How many shades out of ten shades would you give this movie? So Juliet, your final assessment, thoughts about the movie. How many shades are you giving it? I give it fifty shades of fifty shades. Oh yeah, <laughs> fifty shades of guy. I'm gonna give it like nine shades, I guess. To anyone that hasn't seen it, um, well, you probably shouldn't have been listening to this podcast because I'm sorry we ruined it for you. But uh, <laughs> not a big deal. It's a it's a great movie. It's funny. It's fun. It's colorful. It's pleasant. It's not gonna like bum you out. I don't think there's anything that bums you out about it too much. Um, yeah. It's the music is great. The music is independently great from yeah. the movie. The movie is independently pretty good, aside from the music. Like it's, it encompasses everything kind of fun and playful. And I think that that's something that we don't get a lot anymore. 
So I think it's it's really strong with that. But again, listing all of the like amazing movies of 1996, it's easy to see why it kind of like fell to the wayside and wasn't as popular as it probably could have been. But this is something like take the kids. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Mark? Uh, your rating and just kind of final thoughts, assessments. Well, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Um, wait, wait. What, shades, what's a ten? 10 shades out of 10 shades. Thank you. 10 available. shades. Available. Um, a lot of reasons. I think it's a great movie. Um, I have a lot of nostalgic connection to it. Um, it was like me and my dad's movie. Like, and he's a musician. I'm a musician. Like, when I was growing up, this type of stuff, on par. Like, loved all of it. Like, the Beach Boys were like one of my favorite things. Like, movies about bands and musicians, documentaries, like all about it. Like I was watching behind the music, like on VH1 when I was like 10, just like, hell yeah, Metallica, let's do this. Like, let's talk about your backstory. So it was really cool to see a very fun fictional take on an era of which I was very influenced by from my dad who loved this movie for a bunch of reasons. Um, and I, you know, I saw it in theaters a bunch of times, like huge nostalgic connection. Plus Tom Hanks all over the nineties, which is when I grew up. So love him. Um, only other guy that I would rate like as high as him, as far as like childhood nostalgia actors is Robin Williams. Yeah. Mm. Like everywhere. He's like in my DNA, like as a person. Because of how much entertainment I took in from that person. Like, I loved him. Yes. I mean, it's hard um, to argue if there was, like, any other actors besides those two that were just on fire during the 90s. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's some this that, like, came in and out. Hit, but, yeah. like, you know, just all over the could place. Could do no wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah. animated, <laughs> like, voiceover acting yeah. Yeah, in front of you in person, doing, like, real things, doing, like, family Existing things. Existing as people. Yeah. Um, but no, like the music aspect, like I had the soundtrack, like I got like kind of sucked into like the Playtone world. Mm-hmm. Like this came out, I was like nine, I think like 96. So like, yeah, I was nine and I thought that this actually happened. Like as a nine year old, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> okay, this is fiction maybe, but like Star Wars is fiction. <laughs> like right, so right, much right. more. Well, this so, could like, have happened. That, it, yeah. That, it seemed it, like it, it like, did. Very easily. Like, when the movie ends and you have, like, those, like, pictures of, like, them, like, with, like, the little caption just being, like, this is what they're doing now. I'm just, like, they exist in the world, like, right now. Like, they're not characters. Like, it's not fake. I'd honestly like to see this movie as, like, a jukebox musical on Broadway. I would totally. This movie would kill it. I would go to that. That is such a good idea. (laughs) Like, to do that thing and do it as a musical. That is such a good idea. Let's uh, talk to Tad Hanks about it. Yeah, I'm going to give him a call later. But no, 10 out of 10. Like, gotcha. I, I mean, I have some problems with the movie. Like, as I've said earlier in, mm-hmm. in, in the podcast, like, backstory, wish I had a little more. Uh, seeing the deleted scenes, like, you know, I'm kind of curious to see, like, what those areas were going to explore. Yeah. Uh, but they don't make sense with the movie. Like, I'm glad that they were edited out. But it was just great seeing this band go through this journey together and just kind of see where everyone ended up. Right. And... As a nine-year-old and as all of the ages that I've been when, I, when I've watched this movie, <laughs> I've always connected with it hard. So, love nice. it. Love gotcha. it. What's your rating? Um, you know, 
I'm gonna probably stick with a good um, ten out of ten. Uh, Hell yeah, ten shades for this. Mainly because it's a very harmless movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other movies for me that have very like big flaws, but overall was really great. This one definitely had that, but to a degree of it, it still works. And it's such a movie. The reason we're doing this podcast was just randomly just popped in our head to be like, oh, yeah, that thing you do. You like that movie, right? When's the last time you watched it? So just a random, like, yeah. off-the-path movie from the 90s that, like, everyone yeah. kind of knows about. Yeah. Exactly. And to come out of that 96 where there was a lot of memorable movies like this, this one succeeds in what it's trying to be. And also Tom Hanks is on fire as an actor, but for this to be his first, like, writing-directing experience, also acting in it, it's it's great and it's a movie that is very rewatchable. It's very enjoyable. Totally. And there's nothing that comes out of this movie rewatchable that yeah. makes you kind of uh, like you know groan like oh yeah that movie that was kind of lame. It's just everyone. It, it's just like that friend you always have. Exactly. Like you have yeah. nothing but nice things to like, say about it. The ending doesn't matter. Like like right. the experience is what matters. Like you know it's like yeah. you kind of know what's gonna happen. Like it's predictable. Like almost mm-hmm. from the beginning. Right. And even if you watch it like to yeah. the end, like and you see the conclusion, like you almost don't care. Like you you just want to hang out with these people. Be in their experience with them. Yeah. It's awesome. You're just excited to hear what songs they're playing during the yeah. credits rolling. It's almost like hanging out with Tom Hanks. Like, I, it, it, like it, which is having coffee with Tom Hanks must be like watching this movie. I am. Like, very, let's do this. At, at times, I'm, I'm Tom, tempted. Let's do this. Um, let's do it. Times, uh, at times, I'm tempted to take a shade down just because there was a few just kind of leaps and bounds with this story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Tina relationship is, in my opinion, but you guys have kind of swayed me. You know, you can go both ways, so I'm not going to take it off, but I think the Tina relationship... I like your thing of, like, the two different types Mm -hmm. of personalities from the 60s. Um, But the Tina thing felt a little just not flushed out, just kind of, you know, I felt like I was missing a little bit with that relationship to care about. I think um, she was an eater <laughs> in her own way. You know, I think uh, you know we jump around on the tour. I think all that stuff's great, but then when we get to Hollywood, it's really a quick like bam, bam, and it's it's tough to critique it because I think it really works. But then there's sometimes that it just felt like we're just kind of wrapping this up at times. You know, the band just kind of falls apart really quick. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm okay with it. Right. Yeah. So, and I think the cast was really appropriate because the cast will like live forever in this moment of I cannot imagine well I can but like truthfully I just cannot imagine anyone else playing these roles Same. Like, I can't see pretty anyone players. there Steve Steve Zahn is so important to this movie and the, he's the most important character and uh, Tom Everett Scott was brand new to this whole mm-hmm. world and I, I think Although he was kind of a little dorky at times with his acting choices, I think overall, like him as shades, Tom he, Hanks is dorky with his acting. He, he's choices. only yeah. Tom Why Hanks is a god, um, and I think <laughs> like Ethan Embry being kind of the quiet, you know, bass player. I think it was a very awesome cast. It's a movie that you can just pick up and watch and enjoy it each time. And I don't think it goes into like a list of oh, like top. 
10 films ever made, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. My but personal it, top 10. It's, uh, yeah, and, and that's more of like a personal thing. But yeah. if you're like going to like a film class, you wouldn't be like, there's Citizen Kane, yeah. there's Chinatown, <laughs> and then there's that thing you that do. That thing you do. And Very then, important. I thought Godfather was good too, but that thing you do was better. But um, can I say that? I almost, yeah. yeah. This this does a little bit inspire me to say like, should we create the Zon cast and just talk about Steve Zahn movies and Steve Zahn in existence like, all the time? <laughs> I would love to go through and watch. We're gonna the Zahn. do a new <laughs> podcast called awesome. uh, the Zon cast. I wonder what is Zoning you, you in? You know what his first movie is? <laughs> Steve Zahn's very first movie. Yeah, like I mean, is it available? Is oh. it like weird or anything? Like, <laughs> is it, is it gonna be like Sex Lies and Videotape, James Spader? <laughs> it's a Zahn cast. Steve Zahn. But no, Steve Zahn. If you're listening, the only reason I would say first that this should available? be taught in a film school, like if I if I were to be asked that question, yeah, <laughs> would be that Tom Hanks. I feel like, and I'm I'm I've been trying to drive this home really was successful at like bringing you into him yeah like this is its own separate movie and it has like a little bit of a story but i think the reason why we like it is because we like tom hanks yes like we get this is tom hanks and he and he has said that this is an extension of his personality like all of these characters are like different things Mm -hmm. from himself like each one of the band members is a version of him yeah and i feel like that he created that almost genuinely perfectly without like sacrificing like genuineness yeah and it's also the innocence of of this movie kind of almost is like a disney movie which i think tom hanks is kind of a disney hero in that it's it's so precious Yeah, yeah it's so precious and fun and sweet and there are some like jokes there that will go over the kids heads and still be funny and you're not uncomfortable letting you know, your nine-year-old. Right. And it. then the songs happen. Yeah. And the songs are all It good. is kind of like taking you back to those those old 60s So like, movies. okay, if like, mm-hmm. if like Paul Thomas Anderson or like any other director was like, I mean, Tom Hanks wrote this, directed it, produced it, yeah. acted in it, right. and wrote some of the music yeah. for it. Like a fucking auteur. Like, I mean. all of his family in it. Right, I mean, and we don't see him like that, and we don't see this movie like that, and we shouldn't, but, like, at the same time, like, he has, like, a lot of those, like, boxes are checked uh, as far as, like, an artistic creation of just, like, we are experiencing this person, we're experiencing their personality and also their vision all at the same time, like... There's no other movie like this. Right. And I don't think that there will be one made like it. Like No, you can't make a movie like this now because people would be bored with something like this. Yeah. They wouldn't like appreciate the nostalgia of something right. like this. And I think Tom Hanks as a public figure, as a personality, would be okay with being accessible, immersible. And also forgettable all well, at the same right? time. Like just, he's just like he's humble like that. Like this yeah. movie is very humble. It's really going to be hard to find someone that watches this movie and doesn't say, like, hey, I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, I know we're running pretty long, but I did want to bring up this other part that you just mentioned. They do that thing where they... The thing sh- you do? <laughs> the thing they do? <laughs> where they go, like... Uh, okay, so they do that thing they do at the end of the movie where it says, Guy and Faye married and lived in California, then moved to Washington. And he now teaches a jazz class. <laughs> Jimmy 
uh, formed the Herdsman and sold three gold albums and now is a record producer in L.A. Lenny is a hotel manager in Las Vegas. He is single. Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it goes, uh, TV player uh, suffered wounds in Vietnam but got the Purple Heart. He's now a building contractor in Orlando. <laughs> I hope he's okay. When I mean, they, like, does yeah. he have a wife? Like, and no context with well, the bass player. Like. But, uh, well, Maybe he's still with the Chantrelines girl. <laughs> But Please. I mean, so they go into these interesting details about what these people ended up doing. We're at a moment of, wait, was this a true story? <laughs> the Wonders, though. It takes a lot to have a fake band in a movie. Mm-hmm. Especially one that we questioned for a while if they were real. Maybe that was actually well written. They so might be. We don't there's know who a lot of movies. So there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of movies out there where... Their features, whether it's a solo artist or a fake band, you know, like a Star is Born just came out recently. The focus is the music. The focus is the music on these fake artists. So there's a lot in this film history. So we thought it'd be fun for our top five to do the fake bands. So let's do our top five. Well, it's not the bottom. It's the... All right, so we're going to change it up a little bit different. I have a top five of what I feel are my favorite fake bands in movies, but it's open for debate. Or if you guys want to weigh in and be like, no, I love that one too. Good call. So here's my number five. It's from a movie called Airheads. Yeah, I love Airheads, that dude. That was my top five. <laughs> yeah, of course, um, so good. one of my favorite bands is <laughs> The Lone Rangers, Rangers. Uh, starring um, Adam Sandler, Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser, yeah. and Steve Buscemi. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, essentially, it's been a while since I've seen Airheads, but mm-hmm. essentially they uh, they go into they, a they radio. hold hostage yeah. at a radio station with uh, machine David Rossi. U- Uzis that are. Uzis. Which are water guns. Yeah. But age, special agent David Rossi is the yeah. is the DJ. Yeah. yeah. Chris they, Farley's in this movie too. Yeah, Chris Farley. Yeah. Uh, it's like a weird version of Die Hard and I just remember That's loving it. It's a great it. movie. I love it as a kid. I love Airheads. Yeah. 100%. Also, just, but it, like when Comedy Central first came out, like they usually just play it all the time. I also just love the band name in general. Uh just Lone the Lone Ranger is like make yeah. it plural, but it's Lone. If I remember from the ending, they actually play it, and then it's a big hit, and then they end up like doing concerts in prison. Well, they're, or yeah, they're doing right? the prison yeah. concerts, and um, and David Rossi's their agent, and he's like, yeah, I mean, they'll be ready for tour in six months, maybe three if they have good behavior. <laughs> so number five is um, Airheads, the Lone Rangers. Yes. My number four. It's from Almost Famous. Yeah, Sweetwater. Uh, it's the band uh, Stillwater. 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 That's Stillwater. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think the band's great. I mean, yeah. of course, uh, it's been a while for me with Almost Famous as well, but it's just the story of a young kid getting a shot with Rolling Stones, a tour mm-hmm. band, and the band basically sums up everything from like the 70 Rocks era, just going yeah. on a tour. Their song um, was uh, Fever Dog. That was the big one. Yeah. I had that on a mix CD I made for myself. I just thought it was a very um, organic and felt like authentic yeah. band. Like this, this actually was a band, right? It's sort of yeah. similar to the feeling of the Wonders. It was just like really took their era mm-hmm. in. The band felt really real, right? To me. Well, it was like Cameron Crowe's like real experience, and he created the band. That's right. He, he was movie. like a Rolling Stone guy. Yeah. yeah. This the um, like Patrick Fugate was Patrick him. Fugate played yeah. what yes. Cameron Crowe yes. was, and so this band 
was a band that he followed and he just like created still one. Wasn't it the Eagles? It might have been. Oh, That's, like in like in real life? life? That was like, the real yeah. life one. Yeah, I think he modeled it off of a couple different bands yeah. just to create the Stillwater band. I love Jason kind of felt Lee's like dude, yeah, Jason Lee's in the band. So that's my, my number four is Stillwater from... Also, I just want to mention... Billy Crudup. Dr. Manhattan. Billy Crudup, Jason Lee, and obviously... Like, that was Kate Hudson's, like... Dude. That was, who, that was a big role for her, yeah. Girl? Kate Hudson. And she's amazing in that movie. Big she get nominated for an Oscar for that? Yeah. Best supporting actress? She's the... Face Waterfalls in... You are home. <laughs> I love the face waterfalls. <laughs> Big deal. Have you ever face waterfalled someone? No, but I've had experiences It's just like when you, that. you, you roll, roll your fingers <laughs> down someone's face. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's something only blind people should do, I guess. It's just, it's just, it's just weird little hippie and moments. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My number three on the list. It's that thing you do, the wonders. Right. Um, we've talked a lot about this, but I, I think yeah. they, they come in at number three. Yeah. Same thing that we've been talking about for the past couple yeah. hours. It's a fleshed out band. It's a great band, uh, borrowing from a lot of different bands from that era. I mean, mainly the Beatles when it came on. And I very believable that mm-hmm. this would be a band and this would be a hit song. Because yeah. the song ended up being kind of a hit song in the yeah. real world. All right, so my number two, I might be getting a little goofy here, but I stand by this strongly. My number two is from High Fidelity. Love it. It's Jack yeah. Black's band, Love it. Barry Love Jive, it. and the Uptown Five. Yes. Formerly known. I could be number one, and that would make so much sense. So, formerly known as Tina, Tina Turner Overdrive. Yes. Um, <laughs> High Fidelity, which I would love to do on this show sometime. Yeah. It holds a special place in my heart. It's a, it's a movie that I think is almost just perfect. And it had Jack Black at such an early stage. Where you knew him as kind of like this side, like comedian to include in movies, but you didn't really know the tenacious D side of him that he could sing. So the whole joke was like when John Cusack, that has Barry's band play at his record premiere, he thinks it's going to be a joke, and we think it's going to be a joke. Then actually, he's like, actually, they sing, um, Jack uh, they sing a Marvin Gaye song, like yeah. "Let's Get It On," and it's beautiful, and yeah. it's like really cool, and everyone's into it. And I'm just like, I also one that. of the greatest songs of all time. I want that <laughs> fucking band to play. Um, and I also just love the names. We should like, have a Marvin Gaye podcast. Yeah. Like we were Tina Turner Overdrive. <laughs> Gay cast. Yeah. G A Y E. All right. I think I know what your number one is going to be, so I want to piggyback to give you. My number one, one of mine that you've missed that is also a Jack Black School of Rock. Oh yeah, yeah. I had that you, an honorable this is mention. One of mine? Yes, yeah, yeah. School of Rock. School I, of rock I actually, been. I actually just saw it on Broadway as well, and it's insane because these kids are literally playing these instruments every night. Yeah. It's also, insane. when I was, uh, I put also, that on my honorable later. mentions. Um, <laughs> All I day. On, I put it on my honorable mentions. They don't have a name though, right? They're, they're just the they're School, the school of, rock. of Rock. Right. That's the band gotcha. name is gotcha. School of Rock, and the 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 musical and and in the movie they're like going to this school battle of rock bands, podcast. School of Rock. Exactly. And, like they. I mean, he, he has to get a job, so yeah. he gets one as a substitute and, teacher and, and, and teaches the kids how to play. Yes. an actual thing <laughs> called the School of Rock that yeah. exists. Like, there is a place, an after-school place for kids to go, like, play music. And I think that's kind of cool, kind of important. Like, not only is this movie awesome to the point where it became a Broadway musical that's amazing, yeah. uh, but it's also birthed 
a, a really cool after school place for kids to go and like learn the arts and, and experience music. So yeah. I wanted that most... to be on the list. And since you were talking about Jack Black anyway. Yeah. And we'll also, Linklater yeah. from Austin, director from Austin, creating yeah. a school for kids yeah. based on a movie he made. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> Let's do this. Are you ready for Love the number him. one, though? Yeah. Because I, I don't think you know exactly what it is. I do. It involves Jack Black. Is that a, oh, is that a twist? So, oh, it is a twist. I, Tenacious this is, a, this is a twist because <laughs> I chose, from Saving Silverman, I chose the band Diamonds in the Rough, which, which is Deep topical cut. because it stars Deep Jack Black, cut. Steve Zahn, and, of course, Jason Big. Biggs. Biggs. I love Saving Silverman. And this is another reason why I love Steve Zahn. I love saving Sarah Silverman. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Forgetting saving Silverman, Marshall. Um, but uh, there's something about what they had. I mean, it's it's a goofy band, but it like it was such a central part of their friendship yeah. and the story because that's how they bonded. And then when um, Darren, uh, played mm-hmm. by Jason Biggs, like leaves the band. It's not the same without him. And all they do is the pie. They're, as, <laughs> they're obsessed with Neil Diamond. Yes. And they just play Neil Diamond songs on like a pier. And then it's not the same without him. And like they, they keep talking about it. Like this is like a serious band. Yeah, but like, it's just like a what little, about the band? little like side act on the, the band, man. where they like just have a guitar open for some money. And yeah. they're just dressed up like Neil Diamond with wigs. It's I love great. Diamonds in the Rough. It's, I, it's an underrated band. I am on board for any cover band that only plays one artist songs right that's i'm a huge fan of that yeah so number one i'm assuming collectively is spinal tap yes so fuck yeah so here's the thing all day and i've never seen spinal tap what i have i've seen clips i'm well aware of what spinal tap I is to go. <laughs> i have to leave no but i, 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 I thought that we were friends <laughs> i'm well aware of what spinal tap is and i know i would love it i just haven't got around to it yet Okay. It kind of like passed me. It didn't have that moment to see it. Max, can I have an honest moment with you? Yes. Can we watch Spinal Tap together for the first time? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And let's so do like, it for honestly, the show. I would love like, to. To yeah. run across someone, especially as into <laughs> film as you right? are, yeah, what, that what's this doesn't know Spinal Tap? I know Spinal Tap, though. I just don't. He just hasn't I haven't seen, seen it. it. Like, I'm well aware for of... music parody movies, like it's Beatles. Like you've never heard Sgt. Pepper. We're gonna listen to this together. We're gonna watch this together, and I can't wait to see what it does to you. Because I'm also building it up. But no, 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 no. You're gonna love this. It, movie. It's been built. Billy up. Crystal's in this movie. <laughs> Billy Crystal cameos in this movie. <laughs> You're gonna love this movie. Um, no, I I know I love it. It's just that's why I didn't put it in my top five because I haven't seen it, and I also assume you two. Have you would... seen like Best in Show? Oh yeah, I've yeah. seen almost all the Christopher. Waiting Guess. for Guffman. Yes. Um, oh god, you're gonna love it. This is like where yeah, it began. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And Rob I've Reiner seen... directed it. No, and I've seen clips from Spinal Tap. I I am aware of its mm. existence and that it's great. I just actually haven't actually done it yet, and. It's like one of those, forget about it for a few months, then all of a sudden, wait, I haven't seen Spinal Tap. That's kind of weird. Dude, we could but when watch we're doing it this, like immediately. When we were doing this fake band <laughs> thing, it's just like, well, Spinal Tap would probably be number one for anyone that saw it. But I'm going to gonna pick, I'm gonna pick my five. I haven't, no. Besides like seeing some clips and stuff like that. I mean, like I'm a Spinal Tap version. Let's make a date, filming you in, 
Will you two join me to talk yes. about Spinal Tap? 100%. Yes. All right, guys. This was great. That thing you do, we, we enjoyed the movie. We talked about our fake bands that we mm-hmm. love in movies. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, Mark, for, yeah. for being with us as well. Till next time. Till next yeah. time. Yeah. Maybe it's Spinal Tap. Maybe it's something else. Ooh. Uh, maybe it's Spinal Tap and something else. We Ooh. have options. We got some options. There's a lot of movies. And thank you, Juliet, of course, for being with me. Thank you for thank having me. Thank you, Juliet. Me. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. This is the Film and Yun Show. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, Air, Airmail, Stitcher, uh, MySpace, vending, Twitter. Ma- vending machines, all yeah. that good stuff. You, you can know? put a quarter in a vending machine and get this. <laughs> yeah, get this. It's crazy. It's we'll awesome. tell you where to put the quarter. What a deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys for listening. We're going to play this show out uh, with a really popular song from that band. They're doing that thing they do. 